Welcome to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds. In each episode, two-time NCAA champion coach Jay Wright chats with figures from across the spectrum of the Nova Nation and beyond. Current players, prominent alums, and national basketball figures are all part of the mix as we honor the 100-plus year history of one of America's most storied college basketball programs. The Talking Villanova Basketball Show, hosted by Jay Wright, originated in 2001. The program, now in its 20th season, shifted from terrestrial radio to the world of podcasts in 2019. This is a production of Villanova Sports Properties in conjunction with Villanova Athletics. Hartford Funds is in its third season as the presenting sponsor of the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast. We invite you to settle in and enjoy as Coach Wright takes us into today's conversation. Welcome inside. It's Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. And uh, Coach, it's uh, the man of the week here, and I'm going to turn it over to uh, you to do the introductions for us. Thank you, Mike. And uh, he is uh, the hottest commodity in Villanova circles right now. We welcome our leader and uh, our point guard, one of the best leaders we've ever had, Colin Gillespie. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you, Coach? Good, my man. Interesting to have this conversation, right, and do a, a podcast on, on coming back for another year. Um, did, you, did you ever think you'd be in this position? Um, coming into college, yes. <laughs> After my first two or three years, no. Um, but it's, it's a blessing. Honestly, I'm excited and, um, I'm lucky that it actually did happen now, uh, rather than any other year because COVID is not been the best, but it's also given me an opportunity to come back for another year. So, um, I'm excited and, and it's a blessing. That's a really important, um, distinction you made about this season, COVID being a blessing, also, the perspective you have, I, I think, is really intelligent. But you hit on some good points right there. I'd, I'd like to delve into uh, all of them. The first one, maybe we could share with everybody. I, I asked you, do you ever think you'd be in this situation? And you said, my first couple years, yeah. Explain that to everybody. So when I was coming into college, I was you knew I was younger. Um, I was 17 when I got here. and body was not developed and I was a small scrawny kid that um, needed to get a lot bigger in the weight room and to adjust to the speed of the game and um, that was the plan to come in and redshirt but um, things change and you kind of just got to go with the flow and when I got here I was able to learn and um, learn at a kind of a fast rate and I think part of that was the guys that were here already that were older guys um, you got to learn from those guys and that really helped me kind of just speed up the process. And I knew that if I picked up the stuff on the floor, it would be a lot easier. And then I would just have to get in the weight room with Shaq and kind of um, move my body along a little faster. And obviously it takes time, but um, that was the plan to come in a red shirt. But the, the process was fed up a little bit just from kind of learning at a faster rate, uh, the things on the floor. I, I don't remember exactly how we addressed it at the time. But I do remember 
when we were when we were recruiting you and and visiting with your parents and and talking about the fact that at, I think at that time when we were first recruited, you might have been sixteen. Like, I, right? When's uh, your birthday? June twenty fifth. So I'll be twenty two coming up in a in a month or two here. Um, but I was you seventeen were, were, when I got to school because so I was you seventeen. Were sixteen when we were talking about. Um, no, I was, I just had turned 17 because it was early in my senior year and oh, I had just God. turned 17, um, going into my, like that junior summer going into senior right, year. Right, right, right. So I was like 17. 17. Right. But I know we talked about the fact that you were young and, and getting an extra year would be good. And I know you're, I don't know how interested you are. You seemed interested, but you, you, your parents were saying about getting your master's degree would be great. And, um, and and that's what we were thinking, right? We had a great team coming back. Where was when was there a time that I come to you during your freshman year and just saying, "Hey, we're we're not doing this. We're not redshirting you," or did we just yeah. keep rolling along? How, how did that happen? I think it was um, after the Pittsburgh scrimmage because we had a scrimmage in a close scrimmage. We had played against Pittsburgh. Um, and I think after that, we kind of just talked. And it was funny because after that scrimmage, I like I, I came in and I, d I did all right. It was obviously my first college scrimmage, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was kind of just out there, and the other guys were, like, um, picking up for mistakes and stuff like that, like how older guys do. Um, but I had hit it, like, two or three threes. And I remember I came in the next day, and we were getting treatment. And Uncle Jeff was like, well, you're not redshirting anymore. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? And then I think later on that day, um, we had talked and you were like, we're going to need you to play this year. Um, it's just you got to pick things up a little faster now and kind of get your body right with Shaq. So I was excited. Either way, I was excited to just be able to learn. And with the guys that we had, it was really cool because I had watched them for years. Um, it's, it's funny. I went to a LaSalle, LaSalle Villanova game, Josh Hart senior year um, with Chris and Daryl. And it was at the Palestra. And I wasn't there. I was there for LaSalle because LaSalle had me, like they were recruiting me at the time. And I was there for like sitting with the LaSalle people. And I was like, it would be so cool to play for Villanova, just the way that you guys played. And I was watching Jalen. Jalen had a really good game that game. I was like, I want to be like that guy. So that's, it was that's really cool. So, that is that is really cool. And you referred to Uncle Jeff. That's Jeff Pierce, our, our now retired trainer. But that's a classic Uncle Jeff because I yeah. probably had not told him yet, but he probably – he'd been around so long that he, he in his mind, he made, made up his, his own mind. Right, we're not <laughs> – he probably would have told me we can't re yeah. we can't redshirt this kid. No, nah, he he's the best. <laughs> That's a classic. There, there are little things going on that no one know behind the scenes that the yeah. trainer's actually making decisions, who plays and who doesn't. Uh, but you know what? He had a great feel because he had seen the he's he has seen all the players. Yeah. You know? and um, and it, it's funny our new trainer. Dan is doing a great job of starting to learn you guys, you know, and, and everything about you guys, but there's, there's no substitute for experience. Exactly. And then, just did everything. What, then at what point did you at, at that point know that, okay, I'm never going to redshirt or were there, 
times during your sophomore junior year we thought hey, maybe still an extra year might be good for me i never thought about it uh sophomore or junior year um i think obviously i always thought that if i was able to get another year of college it would it could be beneficial for me because i was still younger and i think that's what part of the reason um we had talked and part of the reason for me coming back is i'm younger as it is so um that gives me opportunity to kind of just have another year to develop my body and kind of grow as a, as a player still. Cause there's, it doesn't matter um, how good you are. There's, or, or there's still so much more to learn um, at any level. Even when guys in the NBA, there's always talking about, you could still learn more. And um, that's what I'm excited for. Just, I'm a younger kid still. Um, I'm older now experienced, but younger from my grade and my age. So, um, there's always more to learn, and I'm excited for that. Well, I think that's the next interesting point that I, our listeners might <clears throat> like to know about is is really um, your understanding that uh, you only get to go into the MBA process once, mm -hmm. and that one time you do it, you're get you're getting evaluated, and then they're not gonna, none of them are gonna say, oh. He had a bad year. He was hurt, or uh, he's young. We'll give him another chance. Like they, they don't have time for that. Yeah. And explain to everybody the thought process that that you have about entering the NBA as a prepared player and at your best. Yeah. So going into it, um, I want to be at my best, and I want to be at the peak of my game where I'm working out every day. I'm lifting um and with the injury i wouldn't have been able to do that and um it just came out the the combine was going to be at the end of june and the draft was gonna be at the end of july and my schedule and my timeline for my knee would be right around that time for when i would get back but um like an, any injury um you come back and it, you start slow and you kind of get to get get back into a rhythm and i want to go in it at my best um, and I want to go in prepared because, like you said, you only get evaluated once. And um, once they make that evaluation uh, on you, that kind of sticks. So going into it, I want to be as prepared as I can. I want to be at my best. And I felt like me coming back here, being around um, Dan and Shaq, being able to get, get really healthy and being around you guys, um, knowing that uh, coming off a serious injury that I would have to kind of take it slow and it would be a process, but I would eventually um, be able to, to work out every day with you guys and, and get better and focus on little things that I need to get better at because you guys know me best and I've been here for four years now. So um, you guys know me best and you know what I need to get better on. And uh, I feel like that was going to be my best opportunity just to grow as a player and as a person, and give myself the best opportunity going into it next year. That's, that's well said. It's interesting. As I listen, um, I just finished doing a podcast with Andy Katz. And the, the first thing he asked me was like, you know, you guys have such a great culture. Why is it that, you know, these other guys are all looking to leave their schools and your guys come back for an extra year. And, um, you know, I, I said, of course, we feel good about that, that they, you guys feel good about coming back for next year, but I, I want to be 
candid about it too. Mate, it's it's a really intelligent basketball decision. Also, you know, it, it um, as, as you explained, um, you know, I, I think so many people rush guys into the NBA, and, and I think they do it because it's best for them. Sometimes agents, even sometimes, sometimes people in your close circle, they they just they want to experience that, but they don't look at the timing of it. You know, the timing of it for the player is very, very important. Um, you know, you, you look at Dante DiVincenzo, um, there was great timing coming off that NCAA appearance. He was hot, but, you know, they, they redshirted him for a year in the NBA. He, like, he physically and, and mentally wasn't ready yet, and they redshirted him, and it worked out great for him. But um, the timing was he was hot coming off the, the tournament, so they would invest in him as a young guy. So yeah. everybody's, everybody's timing is different. And um, your intelligence to understand that also couples with the fact that you like Villanova. It's not just, I mean, it's not just that, hey, I, I want to come back and be at Villanova for another year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that, that's a good point that you make. You see, we're starting to see a lot of the NBA guys um, who are going in are older, experienced guys. I think a guy that we can refer to and you had, I had firsthand experience playing with and um, kind of watching was Eric Pascal. He was here for five like – he was in college for five years. Um, he's an older guy, but he was able to go in and make an impact right away just because he was physically ready. He's mentally ready. Um, and I think him and Phil are guys that you can like myself and Jermaine can look up to because they did the fifth year, um, saw that it worked out for them. And I think it's, you can't beat being at Villanova for another year and kind of preparing yourself for that next level. So I thought it was the best opportunity and, and the best decision for myself. Yeah. It's funny. Cause on my podcast with Andy Katz, he was, he was making it more like, well, Villanova is just such a great place. You, you, you never want to leave. And yeah. It I mean, is. It is. It really is. The people around here are amazing. Um, and coupling that with just our program and the culture that we have, the teammates, like you don't want to leave your teammates, obviously. Um, and you just continue to get better here. So, Yeah, I, I, I tried to make the point. I'm like, it is. And we all stay here because we love it. But but if the but but we're intelligent people. If like Sadiq Bay didn't want to leave, like he yeah. he didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament because of COVID. He wanted to come back and compete for a national championship. He was a great student. He loved being at school, but <laughs> business wise, he had to leave. That's yeah. kind of how we want our guys to do it, right? Like yeah. we want to be in a situation where like I really don't want to leave, but business wise, I have to leave. So it's a lot different than people saying, I just I want to get out of college. Yeah. You know? I mean, I talked to Sadiq a lot that year because, I mean, that was my best friend and we roomed together. So we had so many conversations about it. it just And even when he was in the process, um, I had talked to him a lot about it. And he he's like a college – he loves like the college atmosphere, um, like living with people and kind of having like a family aspect. So it was tough for him, but – it was obviously his best decision. Like he was prepared, he was ready, and 
um, you can't really pass that up. Right. And, and you're right. And the timing was right. Yeah. Did, did you talk to any of our guys? I mean, pr probably Sadiq, but I'd just be interested in what, what the guys, um, the, the, the former players that you, you remain close with, what, what did they say during the decision-making process? Um, I talked to Jalen a lot. I mean, I talked to him like almost every week. Um, and I, like everybody kind of said the same thing to me, um, just that it's my decision um, and whatever I feel is best for me because it's, it's different for me with my injury. So they were all just saying whatever is best for me, they're going to support me and um, always be cheering for me and rooting for me. But so those guys, they're always, it's funny if you guys are always careful uh, not to push each other in, in any direction. So you're. Yeah. Nobody pushed me like to be like, oh, you should leave or you should come back. I never had any of that. My mom pushed me to come back. <laughs> my mom was pushing me to come back a lot. She's the, cause and my sister. But my mom and my sister were crazy about it. They know. They know because they're the ones that they, they, they can do it because they know it's just pure love and you know it's out of pure love. And, and so there's, there's no questions asked. That's, yeah, they wanted me around for another year. <laughs> what, what um, just as a, as a player, um, we're all going through this unique season of guys like yourself and Jermaine able to return. And then this transfer portal, um, everybody, I think there's 1,400 college basketball players transferring. Like, from a player's perspective, how how do you see it? What, what do you think about it? Uh, I see both sides. Like, I, I talked to my dad about it a lot um, when I was just on vacation with my family. Uh, we talked about it, and it was interesting because he brought up the point of how some of these, like, some of the coaches can just leave and go to other schools. Um, even schools within conferences and stuff like that. So um, you raise the question, why shouldn't kids be able to? Um, and then I also saw something about, um, I forget what coach it was. It might've been Purdue's coach saying like after two years at a school, you should be able to transfer one time without any, without having to sit out. But I think it's, I don't know, I, for me, you know, I value loyalty and kind of the process in it. That's why, I mean, I've, I've gone to one grade school, I've gone to one high school, and I've gone to one college, and that's kind of just how I was raised. And um, my parents have always told me, uh, you never, never quit on anything. Um, if you're going to put your foot in the door, then, then you're going all the way in on, every, on it, and you're going to finish it out, you're going to stick it out, whether you like it or not. Um, because you committed to that, so you're going to do it. And um, I value that. And I, I, I also do see the other side, um, because if you're, you're committing to a lot of, a lot of these kids are committing to coaches and, and programs. So if your coach leaves, I definitely understand it. But, or if you have a, a, a family issue, I know that happens a lot, but I'm not just a guy that's about like jumping ship and kind of going to, another school I kind of want to stick it out I enjoy the process of things and getting better and growing with the well, people that I commit to originally well said 
from a player's perspective, do you, do you sense at all coaches from other schools recruiting coaches on other college teams or players on other college teams? That is one of the things that people are, are talking about. Um, you know, I, I read an article where one college coach said, well, I'm not even going to look at high school kids when, when I can get a college kid that's got some experience and just get them to transfer in. I haven't, I haven't heard anything like that, but that's definitely something that I could see happening. It's going to be tough for high school kids because I think if you're a college coach and you coach and you need players or need a player, you're going to look to the transfer portal first because they're mature, like men, like there's, you're going you're trying to recruit grown men instead of kids coming out of high school. So I think it's going to be tough for high school kids um, at first, but I mean, we'll see how it all works out. It's kind of, it's getting crazy, but I don't know. It, it, it's, it will all level out. We'll, we'll all, we'll all adjust. We will, but it's, it's interesting times. Yeah, definitely for, is. Let, let's just update our, our Villanova fans who ask me all the time. So this gives me a great chance to, uh, to, to let you answer what generally how do you see your timetable for the spring and summer in terms of your just your rehab and your, your physical development um so I've been rehabbing and getting physical therapy every day with um, our trainer Dan um and I've been in here even when we left for a few weeks I was in at school kind of just um Trying to get as healthy as possible, as fast as possible. Obviously, I want to – I'm itching to play, um, but I'm not going to rush anything because I know it is a serious injury, and uh, I want to make sure that I am as healthy as possible when I come back. And the timetable is um, physical physical therapy right now, rehab, and then I'll go for my appointment in about two weeks and see if I can progress and kind of do more on my leg, more lifting. Um, I'm allowed to do some stationary stuff right now, just stationary shooting, ball handling. And then by the end of June, hopefully I'll be able to be 100% and start working out again and then progress from there. That's a good, that's a good timetable. We'll, we'll, we'll let you go with, with this one. Um, what, what do you see personally that you want to, I, I, I know, and I should state it, I assume everybody at Villanova knows, you'll, you'll be focused on what the team needs and what's best for the team as a leader because you've already done that. So, um, but if we take that aside, what would you want to personally develop in your game um, this summer and, and see a change in Colin Gillespie for next year? Uh, obviously, like you said, you want to, like, I'm going to do everything that the team needs me to do in terms of being a leader and making sure that we're playing Villanova basketball at a high level um, and making sure that we're playing hard, defending and rebounding, doing all of that, the little things that matter. For me personally, I think it's just becoming more efficient, um, whether it's shoot three, my three-point percentage, field goal percentage, I want to be a more efficient player. Um, cause I, we've, we've had conversation about this a lot over the past year, two years, is just becoming an efficient, uh, point guard and, and being a complete player. So I think just continuing to work at being a complete player, um, 
being able to score at all three levels while also getting teammates involved. I like it. It's, it's intelligent. I'm, I'm excited about going to work with you, buddy. Yeah, me too. All right, man. Take, take your time. Just keep getting better. And thanks for spending the time with us. All right. Thank you. But Paul Sears, you're soon, listening. Coach. You're listening to the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Puns back after this. When Mother Nature strikes, count on your certaintyed roof to perform. That's the commitment we've made to homeowners for more than 100 years. For roofing you can rely on, look no further than CertainTeed. To find a CertainTeed credentialed contractor near you, visit CertainTeed.com. This is a shout-out to the professional tailgaters, game day grillers, and potluck pros. Whether you bake it, smoke it, stack it, or melt it, there's nothing more important about how you cook up your team spirit while serving it with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, Coke Zero Sugar, or Coke Life. We may not all agree on the best game day foods, but when you serve your meals with a Coke, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. ExxonMobil and Dunn Manning, proud sponsors of Villanova Wildcat Athletics. This podcast is brought to you by Hartford Funds, a leading asset manager based in Wayne, Pennsylvania. While other investment management companies measure performance against the S&P 500, Hartford Funds has a different measure of success, investor satisfaction. Hartford Funds, our benchmark is the investor. J.J. White Incorporated is the single-source, multi-trade contractor for your next construction project. Since 1920, J.J. White Incorporated has been constructing with knowledge and providing service with integrity and safety. Visit J.J. White online at jjwhiteinc.com. Welcome back inside as we're talking Villanova basketball presented by Hartford Funds. And Coach, uh, the other half of the Run It Back tandem is with us now. And uh, I'll turn it over to you to talk to him. Are we, we going to get that uh, label, the, the Run It Back tandem, Michael? I, I, I like that. It's a good idea your promotional writer skills there. Uh, we do get to welcome back um, the other half and allow him to uh, enter into this conversation. We're proud to have him. Let's say hello to Jermaine Samuels. How are you, buddy? Great, Coach. How are you? Good, my man. I wish everybody could see you now and see your new off-season do, <laughs> which is really uh, incredible. Um, explain to everybody because people that follow you would probably understand it more than me what's the what's the new look the new hairdo look uh it's just a braids that go towards the sides probably for younger viewers that are probably watching uh a rapper named like pop smoke uh has his hair like this there's a couple other people that have their hair like this um that i can't name at the time but uh it's just hair it's just braids that go down the side they kind of hang off um it's different it's something new to try is that, is that where you get your inspiration for your hairdos from different rappers? No, this time I was just like, I asked her, uh, Bridget, uh, she could braid my hair. And she said, yeah, I'll do whatever. And I just, whatever came to mind, I forget who had their hair like that at the time. I scrolled through like Instagram and someone had their hair and we had nothing to do. And I was like, you think you could do it? She was like, I don't know. I've never done it before. And I was like, okay, uh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> she said she was cool with it. So. You, you guys are so funny. Like you, you, you'll, you'll go off and, and try a, a new hairdo like that. But like when we're in 
quarantine, you will not let another barber touch your hair. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I guess they're just real uh, uptight about that. <laughs> Jeremiah had the, the greatest line one time. And he said, somebody told me if a barber tells you to wet your hair before he cuts it, don't let him touch your hair. He said, that guy said, that guy told me to wet my hair, so I'm not letting him touch me. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> There's a little pandemic story people wouldn't know about, right? Like you guys couldn't get haircuts. You couldn't get, uh, we had, couldn't go outside, couldn't get air. We're walking on roof, hanging on rooftops, right? Yeah. A lot of people would know about those little, those little things that we couldn't really do that you take for granted. You, you may, you and I were talking, um, somewhere else and I thought you made it you made a really interesting point about how much fun you had with your teammates during quarantines and and, and during the bubbles can can you explain that to our listeners yeah so you know we, this team kind of came back the only person we were really missing was Sadiq um so a lot of the a lot of good guys um, were living like on, on a different part of campus, living in different dorm rooms. So this year, everybody was in the same area inside the dorm room on top of, you know, traveling and seeing each other. So a lot of guys like getting to know Brian more, getting to know Eric more, because it's one thing to see them in the locker room all the time, but it's another thing to spend every day with them. And so even though I'm with Colin and Dada and Caleb all the time, I get a chance to be with Eric, uh, Kevin Voigt, uh, Kevin Holm, like everybody all the time. So you start to create all sorts of different connections, uh, different lingos. Um, you know, you do little things like watching movies together, things that you didn't think of doing before. But now that you have the time to actually do it, you make these connections that, you know, you can't forget. That's really interesting because you, you make me feel a lot better during the season. I would always say to you guys, you know, when we have meetings, are, are you okay? Like, how, how are you guys, and you, you know, how are you guys doing with this? You know, if somebody needs to opt out, I get it. And you guys would always say, no, we're good. We're good, coach. And, and I believed you, but I also thought, all right, there's part of it that you guys are just mentally tough and you're going to just fight through this. But now that it's over, to hear you say that, that you, you guys actually found a way to enjoy this. Yeah, definitely. Especially, um, you know, obviously basketball was we uh, that's all we cared about at the end of the day is being able to, you know, put the ball in the hoop and play for each other. But at the, also at the same time, just like keeping everybody's spirits up, you know, it's not easy for anyone to to just lock in on basketball and only worry about that and not see people. But when you have other people encouraging you, making you almost forget that you're even in a bubble. Um, that's the best thing. That's really cool. I, I actually makes me feel a lot better you you know i was worried about it all year and again I, you told me you were okay but i was thinking they're just being mentally tough they're not going to complain to me I'm, I'm glad you guys did enjoy that it makes me feel a lot better and and you guys did a great job yeah. hey let, let's um let's talk about this you know your decision to come back for another year i think we can share with our villanova fans and go into more depth where it's it's um I talked with Colin a little bit about this, about how everyone thinks it's just, well, Jermaine just loves Villanova. He just wants to be at Villanova for another year, which you do. But there's an intelligence to it based on your basketball history, being injured, during that, that not being able to play that summer before your junior year, not being able to be on the circuit, breaking your hand your freshman year. Can you explain to everybody how that impacted your development and how 
this extra year actually makes up for a lot that you missed. Yeah, so um, we all, uh, we'll start with a junior year. Um, going in, uh, sophomore, going into my junior year, I had knee surgery, so I missed an entire summer of working out, um, working on my craft, leading up until my senior year, and then going into freshman year of college, I broke my hand at a point where I was actually starting to get, get what we were trying to do. And by the time I came back into the rotation, um, it was too late. Everything was set in stone. We were so late in the season. Uh, and then that's basically, it was like almost like a redshirt year in a sense. Um, it didn't work out the way I wanted to, but then we just, we had many conversations about our uh, journeys different. Everybody's journey is different. Yours is going to be the most unique. Um, yours is going to be pretty unique. Um, and I just knew that, kept that in the back of my mind. It wasn't easy every day. Um, learning and going through many different hardships. But I knew that at the end of the day, my goal was to be the best basketball player I could be. And I know that uh, you and the coaching staff and this and this entire uh, program is going to get me there. And um, I just trust and believe in that. Well, it's um, it is really an intelligent decision. And I'm sure people would say, well, yeah, you you think that because you get them back for another year, which we do. And, um, and we're blessed. But um, it's, we, we talked about this with Colin, you know, about you, you get one chance to go into this NBA process and you, you got to be ready and you got to be healthy. And you got to be at the top of your game. Um, and, 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 and you made, a, I think you made a real smart decision doing that. Was there, was there ever a time after your freshman year, you, you had the broken hand, you missed a lot during that year that you ever thought about, man, I wish I had one more year. Uh, yeah, I did. Because once I like looking back on it now and seeing how far we've come, like the things that I didn't get, the, the basic uh, principles of basketball, defense and, and um, you know, bringing it every day, I was so immature. And if I had understood and had a chance to actually just sit down and watch those guys um, from the beginning, you know, Eric, Phil Booth, um, uh, Jalen, all those guys, um, I felt like if I had just taken a step back and actually got a chance to understand what I was trying to do instead of trying to prove myself, it would have made a huge difference. Well, it's, it, you know, I can tell you this from experience. It's, if you don't have that drive to want to prove yourself, you're not going to be any good either. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it, that's always the, the difficult dichotomy of a freshman where some guys you know, they, they, they'll learn and everything, but they don't have the drive right away to prove themselves. Some guys just have the drive to prove themselves. And there's very, very few have both. Very, very few. And, um, you know, you, you happen to know one of them in Jalen. But um, as, what, what do you think was most important to your development where I think of any of our players each year you took an incremental step to improve your game to the point where I think all of us, me and you especially, are excited about you continuing to take another step next year. What, what do you think the key to that is? Uh, continuing on improving decision-making um, and expanding my game within those decisions. So um, each year um, I got better and better at making decisions, when to shoot the ball, when to, to make the correct read. Um, when when the shot is open, when it isn't, um, knowing time and score, all these different decisions that you can't you can't um, get unless you have time put in practice, different individual workouts, and my 
my mindset is to continue to improve on those and expanding those beyond um, just even the posts or, or um, um, on the perimeter. It's, you know, pick and roll different, all sorts of different situations is what I'm looking forward to getting better at, honestly. I think you, you've improved incredibly. We, we have Mike Sheridan on here as our host. I'm going to give him a little research as we're talking. If Mike could get me um, Jermaine's assisted turnover ratio the previous year and last year, just to get that comparison, because you, you, you go, you went from a guy, you know, freshman, sophomore year that, you know, just, as you said, just wanted to prove yourself and, took a shot whenever you, you could get a shot and, and more to prove yourself, not out of selfishness, just I want to prove I can do this to a guy that this year we were running offense through as a decision maker. Um, did, did you, did you feel that this year, the confidence that everybody had in you as a decision maker? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, especially not even with you, but just my teammates in general, knowing that um, when I had the ball in my hands that we were going to make something good of it. Um, and, using that to, um, to my advantage. Um, my confidence was kind of, was really high actually. Um, not being afraid to make, make a play, knowing that even if we, even if I did make a mistake that we were going to get a stop on defense. Um, I, I was just uh, pretty blown away um, at the fact that I, I've come this far to be able to make those decisions. Mikey, did you do you have those? Uh, I do. Um, as a sophomore, Jermaine was uh, 36 assists, 36 turnovers. Uh, improved as a junior to 61 assists and 40 turnovers. And this past season, 62 assists, 27 turnovers. That's incredible. Man. That is incredible. That is, that's being an efficient basketball player. And can't wait to improve that next year. Um, when you, when you were going through the process, Jermaine, um, of, of making your decision, when you first heard that the NCAA was going to allow guys to come back for another year, did that resonate right away or did, it just, did you just think, oh, it's my senior year, I don't care? At what point did you even start thinking about, um, I could have another year? Uh, yeah, when, when, I, when they first announced it, uh, I wasn't thinking of anything of it. I was mainly focused on the season, worrying about what we, what we were trying to accomplish as a team. And uh, I'm not going to lie, once Colin went down, I, I started to think about it, but I didn't know what Colin was going to do. And um, then I was also thinking, I think it was like senior night, and I was like, damn, like I, <laughs> I'm going to miss a billion, <laughs> all sorts of things with the jersey. Um, but as we went down later in the season, um, I was definitely highly considering it. Um, but at the same time, I was more focused on what we were trying to accomplish um, towards the end. When, um, when, Colin, when, when Colin went down, um, what, are you saying like, wow, you're thinking he might do it, so, so I might do it? Is that what you were thinking? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I didn't know where his head was, but I knew that if Colin was going to come back or had the idea of coming back, I was definitely a lot more open to it. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, we, as, as you know, but our listeners wouldn't know, we, we purposely don't talk about any of the, those things during the season because we, as you said, and you did a great job of it, we want to, we know we have time when the season's over to discuss all those issues and it's not going to do anything to help us right now if, you know, in season, if we're talking about those things, we got to talk about our next game or next day. You did a great job doing that. Um, 
once the season was over, besides your, your mom and dad, um, were there were there former Villanova players you talked to about this decision? Yeah, uh, immediately who I call was Phil. Um, Phil was my big brother ever since I walked into Nova. Um, before I even walked into Nova, going on visits, um, um, I called him immediately. Um, had a long, long conversation with him, and we kind of discussed the pros and cons. And I also thought about you know Phil in his fourth year, going into his fifth year, he had a decision as well. And he came back for a fifth year and um, it made him better and he put him in a position to succeed. So I, I just cherished the fact that I could even have that conversation with someone who I look up to. And um, I took full advantage of it. That's, that's, that's awesome. I, I love that our guys, all of you are, are there for each other. What, what are the things uh, for you next year that, that you want to um, improve upon and, and, and add, add to your game? Um, I definitely want to add a uh, pick and roll um, to my game a lot, show that um, I can handle the ball a lot more in the perimeter. But mainly the, the number one thing that's on my mind is consistency. Um, I want to be as consistent as possible, as just as efficient as I was this year and um, maintain that. And I know that's going to, that's not going to be easy, and I know that I'm, I'm ready for that challenge, but the number one thing that comes to mind is consistency. That's, that's awesome. I, actually, you, you, you and Jermaine were uh, – excuse me, Jeremiah were good in, in pick and roll last year. Um, well, what is it about pick and roll you like? Um, I like the fact that it's kind of like a – this is going to sound weird, but it's kind of like a puzzle where you come off, you have a shot, you have a, another pass, you have a roller – you can wait for a second and see what the defense gives you. It's like, it, it's weird. I sound like a weirdo talking about basketball, but um, it's kind of like a, like a little mini game to me, um, having the decisions that, that can come your way and making the right reads and, and having fun with it. That's pretty cool. Which I'm going to interrupt here because we got to get Jermaine on to log on to his class here in another minute or two. So. <laughs> That's going to be a first in our podcast history that we got a, a guy pulled from the podcast who's going to log into class. <laughs> we, we'll get you to class, Mano, and we appreciate you spending time with us, buddy. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate Bye, you. Buddy. All right. We'll pause here and come back for our final segment of Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds after this. Are you looking for something imprinted or embroidered? If so, let Campus Clothes help you get the look. Whether your team is in the corporate office or on the athletic field, Campus Clothes can supply your team with all its needs. Visit us on the web at campusclothes.com or give us a call at 215-357-0892. You may not play well, but you will always look good. If you think your debit card can't help you with your financial game, you're probably not using the red key. Introducing EasyUp by KeyBank the tool that helps you reduce debt by setting $1 aside from your checking account every time you use your debit card. Automatically racking up savings and paying down debt with EasyUp. It's how you make financial progress. KeyBank is member FDIC and the exclusive retail bank of Villanova Athletics. NovaCare, the exclusive provider of physical therapy to Villanova. The Wildcats choose NovaCare. So can you. It's time now for Geico Inside the Wildcats. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And 
Coach, it's been a hectic couple of weeks, I know. Um, just for the Nova Nation, if you could kind of describe what it's been like within the program, these conversations that have always gone on between your players and the coaching staff about their future and what you see for them. But there's new factors involved with, you know, so many athletes now in the transfer portal. I think that's an important point that you make there, Mike, is that there are, there are new factors involved. Um, these conversations when the season ends have always happened. Uh, they've been moved up. Um, we got back at about one o'clock in the morning on a, a Saturday night, early Sunday morning. And the next Sunday we were having meetings and conversations with our players because we knew other coaches from other teams were calling them. <laughs> we knew people in their circle were ready to get involved in this decision-making process of what are you going to do next? Um, we also knew for the first time that there's a lot of transfers calling us. So while, while we were in the bubble, we were getting calls from a lot of transfers and we were saying to them, we're not, we're not going to address this until our season's over, you know, and we get home and we could talk to our own guys. So there were some people who were, you know, good people who were asking, Hey, I want to transfer to Villanova. Can I? And um, we, we couldn't give many answers. So we had to talk to our guys first, you know, so it's, it's, it's what college basketball um, springtime is going to become going forward with this uh, new transfer rule of not having to sit out and, and we're all going to have to adjust to it and we will. And it'll still come down to doing the, doing the right thing by your players, your current players, and try to do the right thing by guys that you might recruit in the transfer process. I'm going to give you a second question, too, because this is the first podcast we've recorded since Kyle Neptune was hired at Fordham. Um, just thoughts on Kyle, his journey at Villanova, and what's ahead at Fordham? Uh, we're so proud of Kyle and, and so happy for him to get this great opportunity at Fordham, um, which is the alma mater of the illustrious uh, Mike Sheridan, our, our host. And, and a member of your family as well. And my <laughs> son, Colin, you're right. Um, but you know, it's a great opportunity um, for, for Kyle and especially uh, important for Kyle as he's going home. He's a, he's a Brooklyn guy. Um, he's the kind of guy that would go to, to Fordham, you know, high level student. He went to, to um, Lehigh, uh, but loves New York City, has a passion for New York City basketball, loves the academics of Fordham, obviously great league in Atlantic 10. Uh, and, and, to watch Kyle come here basically as a volunteer video coach. Um, Working out in a very tight space in the old pavilion. <laughs> yeah, in a little closet in the old pavilion and, and, and working his butt off to the point where we got him a job with Joe Mahalik at Niagara and then watching him grow there, bringing him back and then watching him grow here into head coaching material. Um, it's, it's one of the great joys of coaching is to watch these young guys develop. And I think Kyle's ready. I think he's doing, going to do a great job at Fordham. That'll do it for Geico Inside the Wildcats. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And coach, that brings us to the end of a, of a fun one with the running back uh, guys here. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for jumping on today. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Thank you, Mike. And thanks to everybody for listening. You've been listening to Talking Villanova Basketball presented by Hartford Funds. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Just a reminder, you can follow Coach Wright on Twitter at VUCoachJWright. You can also follow Villanova Basketball at NovaMBB 
on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have alerts posted on those accounts whenever a new podcast is available for download. Or you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And for more great content, check out the web home of the Wildcats, Villanova.com. For our producer, Matt Fraschilla, this is Mike Sheridan saying thanks again for stopping by. We look forward to having you join us again next time for the Talking Villanova Basketball Podcast presented by Hartford Funds.